Tommy, we got a horny one for you this week. We talk all about, is 2007 still part of the 90s? We're back at it again. Dipper talks about his incredible fuck party drain. You're nut. I talk about fat slut. And then we get into the conversation of, should you be listening to this podcast anymore? Do you ever want, do you want me to talk in these or just let you do them? You were drinking. You were literally drinking. Because you had a drink I thought we would mouth. go back and forth. You had a drink in your mouth. We talk about my amazing party, Fat Slut. I'm so thrilled for all of the support. That- killing yourself. <laughs> I'm going to kill my mom. Goodbye. Goodbye. M. Oh. M. Mom. When first choice is a bingo bus, you turn around and boom, you end up with a sloppy second. Oh, Diva. Our number is 213 536 9180. Our email is sloppy seconds at gmail.com. Now on with the show. I used to have two little fucks, you don't fuck, you don't fuck. Well, let's not be taking a big dipper, me, but a big dipper. Big, big weekend for everybody over here in the sloppy seconds. Huge weekend. I was so hungover, I didn't get out of bed all day yesterday. Well, I did get out of bed to drop off my dear friend Cheyenne at the airport. Chai! Me acting like I'm her best friend. I'm like, oh, Chai! Chai! Cheyenne! We had a wonderful time. She came. She helped me finish painting my room. She helped me get ready for Fat Slut. What a, nice, what a good friend. Like, all honestly, the way- such a nice friend. She, and non-judgmental of, like, the mess that is my life right now. Just was very much like, why don't we focus on this? And, like, really help me pull it together. Um, I don't feel bad. Oh. I feel bad. Because what? I drove down to go to Fat Slut. I saw the line around the building. It was all the way past the parking lot. I went to three different parking lots. They were all full. Something was going on. I drove away. And you went home. <laughs> now, granted, I was late. Like, I, I, this was 1045. Girls, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. Do- no, okay, sorry. You I'm, finish your story and then I'll heed warnings. Heed. Heed my warning. Boil, oil, boil, toil, and trouble. Um... He, he, I left at 1045. No way. Or no, I was sorry. I I left at 1030. I was down there by 1045. That was just because I had a busy day and I was working. Yeah, because you had drained your nut. Well, I was doing notes on your episode that came out today for the plus listeners and yesterday for the regular listeners. A very Delta. Congratulations. I'm on very Delta. And I was choking the whole time. (laughs) So anyways, I was working, I was hanging, blah, 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 blah. I was like, great, now it's time to go down a fat slot. I'm so excited. And I saw that line, and I imagined how crazy it was inside. And I was, was like, even idea. if I do find a parking spot, getting you to respond to me, texting I was on my, you. I was actually on my phone the whole time. Oh, because you knew everyone was going to be texting I knew, you. About yeah. And there was like, and here's the thing. Well, Wait, I should learn my lesson then. Well, yes. Because I just, I drove away. I can't hear that. I would have driven away. A lot of people, so I had a lot of friends come. Okay, here's the here's the tea, divas. Tell us the tea, mom. Currently, drag race is airing. And so when people 
want to see Drag Race and also stick around for Fat Slut, the bar is basically already halfway to capacity at that point. Whereas most other nights, people would start strolling in for Fat Slut and you could show up at 10.15, walk in, the show starts at 10.30 and like, you're good. Not on Drag Race nights. So if Drag Race is airing, I suggest come watch it at the bar or like get to the bar at 9.30 because that's the only way you can guarantee getting in. And if we're close friends and you know that I'll let you in the back door, I can do that. But not for a group of seven people. Yeah, don't, don't even be, try don't it be with greedy. a group of seven people. There is a camera back there. I will get in trouble. I could do one or two. Hey, I could even do three or four. Maybe four. Anyway. But yeah, come early. So Fat Slot was crazy. Like, by 10.30, the bar was packed. It was just already completely full. Um, it was impossible for me to walk from the front to the back. I was literally screaming at the top of my lungs for people to move out of the way. Here's a fun fact. You guys, if there's a hallway or a breezeway or maybe a door frame, maybe don't stand in it. Okay, now you're getting, maybe now you're being, what if maybe your party's so successful? Uh, 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 What if there's nowhere else to Get on the dance floor. Get on the, well, it was also so hot that the pipes were sweating. Um, we had a wonderful time. Willem is such a fucking professional. Like, she plays, like, such a nightmare on, in life, but, like, <laughs> she's a I love that. lady. I love that assessment. No, she literally, like, shows up prepared, has extra nails, has, you know, like, is helpful, does whatever, and if she doesn't have something, she just figures it out. Yeah, and she goes, what did I do last time I was here? And I was like, something about something, and you pulled stuff out of your vagina. And she opened her coat, and she goes, guess I'm doing it again. (laughs) She she performed Derek, which I love. Guess I'm doing it again. And she let me wear that fucking horn helmet hat that she has. Oh, yeah. Um, The the fucking, yeah, the whole show was insane. Megami is so cool. Like, I did remember because I was like, she's a nerd and she's not that funny. Um, she is very funny. <laughs> you you know that the people you talk about listen back to oh my God, we doesn't listen to this. Um, she's I, a Brooklyn girl. I bet she listens to it. The Brooklyn girls listen to this show. So for well, you, I didn't to know, hear you well, say hateful things about uh, the Brooklyn girls. <laughs> Hi, Mother uh, Teresa. This ma'am, she, though, I, all I had to do was, like, whisper her name into the mic, and the audience, like, was screaming. So, I'm so excited to see her at... It's the vaginal effect. It is. It's the um, gender-affirming Bob. It's, I'm so excited to see her at Showgirls, because I got her booked at Showgirls on Monday, so I will be going to that to see it. Um... Because she was asking, like, are there any other gigs in L.A. that I could do while I'm there? And I was like, what's the funniest, like, most out-of-place place for Ma'am She? Where, where she would be appreciated and, like, would do great. But, like, yeah, you it's wouldn't not, imagine Ma'am She. No, or, like, you would so. imagine her at the offbeat bar. You'd imagine her popping up at Akbar. You'd imagine her at an Ospenhoff or something like, like that. Like Gay or something. But, like, Morgan Showgirls. McMichaels. Morgan McMichaels about... and Raven Showgirls. So um, I'm going on Monday. I often don't really I go to Showgirls because it's like so crowded. Yeah, come with. Because I was like, should we wear the same clothes like we did the last? <laughs> oh my god! When we went to a pot. Okay, Fat Slot was amazing. Sexy food eating competition. If you're yes. gonna compete, please. We do always say bring a prop. Please let that prop not be bright 
red chamoy sauce that's runny. Looks like blood. And gets all over the stage, stains everyone's skin and clothing, gets everywhere. When the rules are keep the food on yourself or the tarp, that means keep the food on yourself or the tarp. My friend Chayanne, who made the spaghetti meal, they were just throwing spaghetti out at the audience, which I was like, immediate disqualification. Someone came up to me after. I had to pay for cleaners. The lighting designer, the nicest person you've ever met, his name is Sam. So nice. The kindest. Truly so fucking kind. Walks up to me and goes, who the fuck's going to get the spaghetti off the lights? And I went, well, I don't know. Girl, you are a scourge. (laughs) I don't know. I'll get this spaghetti. But yeah, I, I think it was, you know, Fat Slut is a beast of its own and it's, and it's really big and fun. And I throw it. And it's yours. <laughs> and it's and my it, baby. And we'll continue to, to scream it from the mountaintops. I'm not Big involved. Dipper has nothing to do with this event. I throw it myself. I plan it. I plan it. I do it all. I, I host so- it, I run it, I bob it, I twist it, I top it. <laughs> I so oh, I forgot to give, I had to give my stage manager a raise because he was really working overtime backstage this time. And I bet you really don't pay him that well. What? I just said I bet you don't pay him that well. I don't think the problem is the cord. I think the problem is the microphone. So you're talking about something people can't see? I got a new cord because my microphone was, or because I thought the cord couldn't hear me. Oh, God. I do pay him well. Everyone gets paid well. He gets paid. I'm not getting into this. He gets, you know what? I'm not getting into this. He That's gets paid. The, the reason he is the stage manager and stopped doing AV is because he gets paid more. There, I said it. And I'll say it again. No, it was very funny at my event. A lot of people were like, wow, big weekend for you. How are you doing it? And I was like, what are you talking about? And they were like, well, you threw fat slut last night. I'm like, it's not my party. I'm there a lot. I'm there I by, wonder, by do association. Other duos feel this? Like, because I feel like when Trixie throws solid pink disco, not everyone's like Trixie and Koch is solid pink disco. When yes. you throw drain your nut, they're not being like, oh, meatball and dippers drain your nut. When Bob, when Monet does her one woman show, they're they're not like, well, Bob probably wrote half of it, but they're not like Bob and Monet's. I think one it's woman probably show. just because, like, oftentimes I will somehow either book you to do a thing or respond to an email on your behalf about your business because otherwise you won't. Yeah, I'm working on that. I'm working on that. <laughs> All right. So, um, so, so tell me I'll, about you're not. Well, no, I will. We'll talk about that in the next segment. I want to keep talking about drag because we got to separate drag and fuck because those are different things. Okay. And then we can talk about what a twink is and isn't. Because there you feeling it. Wait, what do you mean? Like, did someone really present twink versus non-twink to you? No, but I, I recently reposted on my Instagram story, and it's on my Twitter, a picture where I'm staring at Megami taking a photo with these two guys. Yes. And the guy who took it and posted it was like, I hope someone looks at me the way spiciest meatball looks at a set of twinks and I, everyone in the comments is like these are, are the twinks. twinks in the room with us <laughs> where yeah, are these twinks I and i was like I, when he said twink and everyone's thinking like i wrote that and i was like maybe i wouldn't call either one of those twinks i think it's because oftentimes you say a twink with a mustache and a mullet 
Which and many two people, of them in a sexy food eating competition. And I was trying to push them through to the end, especially the blonde <laughs> one. I wanted to suck it. I wanted to suck it. I wanted, and, and I kept saying, take it out and let me see it. Because I want to suck it. And I think... Sorry, many, what were you saying? Many people who style... I want to suck it! <laughs> many people who style themselves with a mustache and a mullet often... Otters. Skew otter, yes, correct. And one of the largest defining factors on twinkhood or twinkdom is no hair, no hair, no, no hair, don't hair, care, no. just a but, little peach but, fuzz. And so I think the challenge is it 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 overlaps with otter, and then you put some pounds on, and otter sort of overlaps with cub, uh, but pub. I hate this conversation. But th- then it's like, girl, cub is whatever. Because like, if you're a bear, like, put on some damn weight. And then you circle back around and they're like, well, I'm not this and I'm not that. So I guess I'm a twink. And you're like, no, baby. I'm not that nice and I'm not your sis. <laughs> did, you just, did you just credit your quote? It was Mirage. I know what you said. Like, I'm not that nice and I'm not your sis. Mirage. Yes. Um... Yeah, but you I know guess what I mean. Because none of but those also, people were. I, when we get to sex talk, I do want to talk about someone who it's did. It's called positive... fuck talk. You've never known the name of our segment. I don't know the name of the show. <laughs> I do want to pause it. I did for the first positive. time uh, have to do what you've described, which was press in to get to the dick. Oh yeah, all the time. We have never. a call about that. Oh we great, have a call about perfect. That. Um, so let's. Yeah, so... I, I am still indeed looking for a big fat chubby man or uh I guess an otter with a mustache and mullet to come rearrange your guts and then leave. All right, well let's take a break and then we we have more to get into. Yeah. I'm not that nice and I'm not yours. I don't even think that's the right quote. We'll we'll find out. Mirage. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, a lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? No, really, how would you use it, baby? Bet. I always think about my work week and how busy it is, and I'm like, I wish I had an actual weekend. Now, that really comes down to me planning my life a lot better, but I would use it for leisure because I work so much. How? What would you use if there was extra time in your if I had more time, I would do more hobbies. I would like pick up you more activities hobbies. because I yeah. love hobbies, but I just, I barely have time to do the stuff that I actually have to do. Right. Well, the best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more with it. You know, I think therapy, like the biggest thing that I get out of therapy is new directives. Like, oh, try this. Like, make a change in how you think. I think we all think, like, that's just how my brain works or, like, this is how I see the world. But those things can shift and change. And you can learn tools 
in therapy to be like, look at it this way or try a new way of going about a project or schedule your day a little different. You, those are things you can talk about with your therapist. Mm -hmm. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash sloppy today and get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash sloppy. And we're back. So um, the other thing that we did, if we're talking about drag, right? Um, we went to Apocalyptic. Which is Andrew Yang and um, I think the other queen's name is Astara Born, right? Astara Born, like a star is born. A star is a Taurus. I think it's Astara Apocalypse Born, but I I think she only does drag at Apocalyptic. And so I don't know what her tag is on Instagram if it's a star born. But Andrew is such a such a um like unique host. Unique that she'll be like, this next girl, all right, give it up for a star. star. And you're sort of like, wait, what was her name? And then yes. <laughs> and then she's like, This is uh, Asian Angela or something. I don't yeah. know. I think um, she... We found her and she was going by this name, but we actually changed her name to uh Asian Angela. Please let us say Asian Angela. Yeah, it's not even that. It's like it's the opposite of you. You're like a scream host, and Andrew is like not that. And the mic kept cutting out. But well, that's that's not that's their fault. The, the joys of the plaza. No, I had a great great apocalypse. I had the best time. Was that the first time you'd ever been in that yeah, show? Yeah, that was my first time. Was it yours? No, no, it's like third or fourth. It was nice looking around and seeing all my favorite OnlyFans content creators just in a room talking like normal people, and they are normal people. Not the way they do it on the OnlyFans. <laughs> there is some creative fuck going on on those. I saw faces. one this morning that I like. I had to just stop. I was just watching. Like <laughs> this is absurd. <laughs> but that show is really fun. I love what I love how it's programmed. It's, it's I, a story. I had the same sort of initial reaction is right after I saw the first one. I was completely mesmerized. It made me think of the shows that I did in Chicago in my 20s. And I immediately was like, I need to be in one of these shows. Mm -hmm. Well, you did. You were in this one for a short, brief oh, moment. I was. Yeah. yeah. You ripped off your shirt and twerked and danced. And then um, Andrew did say that they were going to promote your show and then did it in a very special way. And then did not even say what it was. No, they, they said, what is this called? Drain your nut? Oh, a sex party in Duarte? Duarte? What is that even? Anyway, and just dropped it. And then was like, get off the stage. I was like, wow. Yeah, because she did come up to me pre-show and say, like, would you be willing to come on stage and dance? And you did dance. I really gave it to him. Like, I was not was expecting what I was not expecting anything. Because you saw the invitation. You saw what it was. It was, would you, I'll just call you up on stage. And I was like, okay. No. And I was very unclear oh and you know what that you you had spilled the seven drinks all over me moments before i don't know what you're talking about because i don't recall that uh happening at all 
yeah, when you lightly nudged the tiny cabaret table we were sitting at, and every single full beverage of which there were four in front of you, and two. Well, in the front bar of was me, slow, so I had to get them all right then. Spilled all over the ground. Um, and then all of a sudden I look up and Andrew's looking at me going, you come up now. And I was like, I guess I like miss. I didn't quite understand the intro. I didn't either. She was looking for love. And she found it in sexy Eddie. Well, then she, when she pulled me up, what was the first thing she said? She was like, oh, I guess I like a big guy. Doubled there, over. There's a yeah. Well, a big fella could do putting, I me. keep putting myself in spaces where I'm the fattest person, and I'm like constantly. <laughs> yeah, I see why everyone wants to go to Club Chub. Like, be amongst our own. <clears throat> oh my god, Club Chub gets. I don't want to promote them, but they get horny. Why don't like you want the, to promote them? Is that your competition? No, it's not. We're not competition at all. In fact, I would gladly do a party with them at some point but um they're horny like and it gets to the point where i'm like chairs are breaking um (laughs) oh because they're fucking they be fucking out there on that so apocalyptic was amazing that was amazing drag to see um then of course fat slut and then we're going to showgirls on monday it's gonna be a busy day it's gonna be a busy drag week for us it really is. Now, how was Drain That Nut? Well, it's called Drain Your Nut, first Drain and foremost. Nut? Yours. I don't think so. You're not looking to do that? The amount well, I'm of people... Looking, I'm looking for a small otter with a mustache and mullet to drain Murnart. The amount of people who came up and I was like, uh, are you good? Like they're on their way out there, like at the clothes check, and they're like, "Oh, do you Love need anything?" Pot. And like, uh, not it wasn't about the pot. No, they they're like they're leaning into the marketing, and they're like, "Well, I'm all drained." Like so many people <laughs> used the verb "drain," and I was thrilled because I'm like, "You get it. You get what we're doing here." Yes, it's a so joke. as you know, as someone who is building an event, there is a lot of anxiety. Don't get into all the shade. There's no shade. I, mean, I won't. Okay. I won't get into the shade. I'm rising above the shade because, yeah. honey, we ate this weekend. It was the busiest ate one. Some nuts? Ever. No, it I was, it was busiest, drain your nut. It was the busiest one we've ever had. See, there you go. All it takes is a little gorilla marketing. I'm saying that because you're hairy like a gorilla, <laughs> and um, just a promise of your cock getting sucked. Yes. So you know, as someone building an event, there is a lot of anxiety leading up to it. Um, because, you know, like you have a very successful event and yeah, you might be nervous sometimes. Oh, maybe tonight might be slow because there's other stuff going on or like whatever the annoying thing of like, oh, I don't have a Rue girl on this cast. And it's like so stupid because, you know, when you do it, like adds 300 people like without Mm. thinking about it or whatever. Right. So there's a little anxiety. But for me, I was like. Are people going to come out to Duarte? This is the first one I'm doing alone. It's not. It's not a co-pro. Like literally, anxiety about it. And that's how. So people don't know this. That this is yes. Well, I know you're explaining it, but like before, you were in. Like you had a partner. There were like a bunch of people throwing. There was multiple people helping set up and do all this. This time, Dipper did this one completely alone by himself. Well, not completely alone, but planned. I mean, yes, you had help, but like. 
No, and you and organized the, produce the warehouse where we do it. Those warehouse. guys, those guys are my partner when we do it at their warehouse. But the cool thing now about Drain Your Nut is it's mine. So like, we're gonna go to San Diego. Someone told me about an airplane hangar in Pacoima. I think we're gonna do it up there. I'm gonna do. do you know a, what sucks is that I can't go to any of these, and I. Would I know. Die I'm gonna here. do an exclusive one at someone's house, invite only. You need my house. Everyone had so much fun last night. Literally, I had so many people coming up to me. They're like, "This is the kind of event we're looking for. This is what we're." And it is, <clears throat> pardon me, it is a prompt crowd. They show up at the start and they finish early because the nighttime one, they were like done by ten o'clock. I mean, we had people there till midnight, but they were like, they got there at 8.15, they fucked for 90 minutes, and then they took a little snack, and they left, and they could go out to the bars, and they could go have a good time. And my big mission with Drain Your Nut is that I want people to feel like they can go to a sex party that isn't at 2 in the morning and isn't full of drugs. Yes. Yes. I want people to feel like they can enjoy themselves, that they could do it during the day, that it doesn't feel, you know, we like to make it feel moody and turn the lights down low and we have all these different areas. Girl, they love to just kick the light out the wall. They did that last night. Kick the light out the wall? Yeah, so it can be dark. Like we had one. Like shatter it? No, they like kicked, kicked the plug out of the wall. Oh. You you made it sound like that's like a thing that people have. Oh said. yeah, kick the light kick out the, the wall. Kick the light out the wall. <laughs> no, but like you know, we like made that we like set up this room to make it moody, and we had this like nice red light in there. And I go back there, and there's like four or five people in there, and they're using the bed, and I'm like, okay, cool, that room's active, that's great. Then I go back there like 20 minutes later, and someone had. Say it with me. Kick, kick the, the light, light out, out the wall, and um, that room had. 25 people in it wall to wall complete pitch black couldn't see i don't like dark rooms like that i want to see what's going on i don't want to just feel around what if what if i look so what if you turn on the light and it's you well i'm never gonna be there but that's what i mean but that's part of the fun of friendship sometimes you accidentally suck each other's dick in a dark room (laughs) if king dwarf was here he'd be like yes true friend cest that's what i'm going for thank you so much i wish i was that sexually free so all, all I'm saying, I had a couple people come up and, you know, say that they like the pod and something has changed within me. Something is not the same because the awkwardness of like mixing those worlds together, like dripped away. And I was like, thanks for listening to the pod. Nice cock. Did you fuck anyone? Like it just sort of all, it was great. I had a really great weekend. I'm excited. The next one, April 27th, baby. Six weeks. April. Well, congratulations. I'm glad that you had a good time. Thank you. Do you want to tell the people what else we'll be doing in April? You want to give them the old razzle-dazzle save the date? Yeah. All right. Well, then, you dumb faggots, on April 9th, we're going to be back, back, back again in New York at the Sultan Room. Sultan Room. So Meatball and I are coming back. Cole Escola. That's this right. This time we have a different guest. Yes, we are, and they might be That's making they they just might be making amends for standing us up. No, I don't want her. No, 
That was a marketing ploy, you dumb bitch. Tell the narrative to the audience. Okay, I'm leaving so this in. I'm giving booked, you. I'm booked. giving you a lesson. No, they. Kn- they know what this. Well, I'm just gonna. You said tell the story. Okay, so we're gonna be back there. We're gonna be back, back, back again at the Sultan Room. You are so bad at announcements. April 9th. Sloppy Seconds Live is happening oh, in Brooklyn at the Sloppy at the Sultan Room on April 9th. We are. Coming back, tickets will be on sale in about a week. And if you are on Mom Plus Gold, you will get access to those tickets in just a few days. And you will have early access to those tickets. And then... Three days later, at $3 Bill in Bushwick, New York, Fat Slut is making its New York debut. (laughs) So keep an eye out for tickets. They will be expensive. So start saving now. We're going to have a special guest. We're going to have a Rue girl. We're going to have some of your Brooklyn faves and some of your Chicago faves. It, Based on what I know about this lineup, that ticket price, you said it's expensive. It's expensive if you're used to just like paying a bar cover to walk in and see the usual people. But bitch, it's affordable for the show you're putting together. Oh, yes, absolutely. I'm excited. I'm excited. Because I get to stay and be there for that. Yes. But not in it. I'm just kidding. I know. I'm just going to watch. It's not my party. It's not your party. That's why I'm trying not to talk about it. But come to Fat Slut. There's a sexy food eating contest. We've got a great show for you. (laughs) I just say, kill yourself. (laughs) We, we. So, anyways, New York girlies, we're going to be there in April. We'll be there in April. Come hang out. Come, Come to the live show. It was a blast last time, full of inside jokes and whatnot. So. Come see us live again. Maybe I'll perform my famous New York number. Is it famous? Or... Oh, yeah. It... I did a poop number. How did it go? Swimmingly. What? Because I was a poop in the pool. No, we get it. Can you walk me through it? Because I didn't get to see it. Because I showed up late and couldn't. So it started with my stage manager coming out in a Speedo and a towel around his neck and a little zinc on his nose. And he said, hello and welcome to Puerto Vallarta for beef dip. I hope you're all having a wonderful time. Just remember, enjoy the pool. The Oh, and then the Jaws theme started playing. And he said, oh, no, there's something in the water. What? There's something. Everyone get out of the pool. There's a shit in the dunna, pool. Dunna, 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 and dunna, then dunna, dunna. VV Brown's baby, there's a shark in the water started playing, but I replaced every shark with the word shit. And I did that for about a minute and a half, and then I called it quits. Was it like, um, you know how um, Sherry Shepard on... Hey, um... <laughs> Yeah, each time it was a different shit. It was like, shit, 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 shit. shit. Okay, I like that. Um, I have an announcement to make that I'm very excited about. Bottomed. You bottomed. Well, there was a man. He stuck his two fingers in my butt. And he came. And he made me come. From the fingers in the butt. Tipper at Drain Your Nut? No. It was this week. But he said to me, and it made me feel weird, but I think it's right. He was like, I love how I can feel your prostate in there, and I know you're about to come because it gets rock hard. And I'm like, is that that what's That's supposed to be? Yeah. I think see a doctor. Get a yeah, I have like a walnut stuck in there or something. Yeah. 
I don't think it's supposed to be hard. Call in. If you're an MD, call call, call in and let us know. Is this supposed, is to, get supposed to get hard in hard the inside? To come? Hard. Like a shriveled up raisin or something. But how big is a prostate, you think? Probably walnut. How many how many centimeters? What's a walnut? Three? Four? Centimeters are hard. Why are they hard? Because it's like they seem like they're so much smaller than an inch, but then like twenty-seven of them only equals hold on, I don't even know. Twenty-seven. Centimeters. You're right. I just said how many centimeters is a prostate? And the answer is four centimeters wide and three centimeters high and two centimeters thick. Four. What does a prostate three, look like? Two. Tootsie roll. No, it looks like a walnut. At least in my estimation. How come in all the photos, like when you Google search like prostate, it's like an anatomical photo, fine, but each one has a person's finger in a butt. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Yes, it does. I, mean, look at I didn't see any fingers in the all finger and butt. No way. Baby, there's Oh, press. I do, with a glove and another yeah, glove? I love that they're gloved. Well. Speaking of which, I got something to tell us for fuck talk about wearing gloves and smothering a person. I, I feel like, well, should I make my announcement? We'll take a break and then you'll tell us that. What's your announcement? I thought we already did announcements. We did, but this is a new one that isn't us promoting anything. No, <laughs> Do you understand the cyclical conversation that just happened? Anyone stick two fingers up you recently? How's your hard right. last day? Um, the announcement is, remember ages ago when we thought about driving out to the Taco Bell headquarters, headquarters? In Irvine? In Irvine, in order to eat some limited edition menu items from their like test kitchen that they only do at the headquarters, so far because that's where I did the photo shoot when I was the Taco Bell brunch girl. Not to bring, and then never once got booked for that gig. No, but so, they use my image all over the country, and that's all that matters. Right, because that way you didn't have to get up off the couch. Exactly. <laughs> get up off of this. The Cheez It Crunch Wrap is now officially launched in Taco Bell stores. Take my money. So the reason we were going to drive all the way out there and like missed it and didn't go now is meant to be widely available because they do like a Taco Bell new menu item product launch that looks like they're launching a new iPhone. Yes, I saw that. (laughs) People are more excited for this, though. So the Cheez-It Crunchwrap is there. I think they have empanadas now. And then they have a Baja Blast like... Key lime pie, key cheesecake, pie. sort of. That feels gross to me. But I'm ready to eat that cheese at Crunchwrap. Maybe we'll do it on Wednesday. Okay. Um, that was it. That was Does my Taco announcement. Taco Bell deliver? Yes. What? I mean, they don't deliver, but like oh, literally. Third party, third party, third party. <laughs> Sorry. I forgot. I don't ever do that. I don't order fast food like that. Oh, I thought you were saying, I don't ever do that. I don't order food like that. I'm like. All you do is order food. Because I had a big old order of crab rangoons last night and think about having them again today. <laughs> All right, let's take a break. Why does everyone sing songs about crab rangoon on social media? Because they're delicious. They change your life. They fill a hole. Two fingers worth? Your hard prostate. We'll be right back. I'm going to look up hard prostate. 
And we're back. What's good, bitch? Can you tell me about your gloves and your fuck talk story? Is it fuck talk time? Well, you know, we don't traditionally say, like, it's time for fuck talk on Tuesday episodes. I met up with a man. And he... I did get my toes taken care of, which was wonderful. But then he was like, have you ever gotten into G-O-M play? And I was like, what's that? And it's glove over mouth? And I was like... We're sick. Uh, We're sick. No, I haven't. And he was like, well, you have pretty big hands. And he gave me like a hand massage. And I was like, oh, no, what's about to happen to me? And he put on these like big leather gloves. And he basically wanted me to like hold his like put my hand over his mouth and squeeze his nose shut so that he couldn't breathe while he jerked off and i was just like sitting behind him and he was just like and then he and then what was crazy was that he was like is it okay if i pass out and i was like no that is not okay yeah i don't want you to pass out that's wild have you ever done anything like that it no. was, like, breath control. Like, he would, like, tap me when it was time to, like, take my hand off. But then he was, like, you don't have to if I tap. Like, you, I can pass out. It's fine. And I was, like, I don't want you to. I don't want that to happen. How do you... Well, we talk about it all the time. How do you discover that? I just, How do you discover that? It's interesting because I, like, you know, I'm, like, oh, I love sucking dick. And I love fisting. And I love this. And there are probably other people who are, like... I don't care about any of those things, right? I just want to fuck. But, like, I, my, my line tends to be drawn when it's, like, could be dangerous or could be harmful. But I guess someone could, could argue fisting could be really dangerous. Fisting is very dangerous. It can be very harmful. But in a different way, this is, like, you want to pass out and I could kill you potentially like on accident whereas with fisting i think it would take a little bit more to kill somebody you could probably rupture something and it would be like slower but this is just like straight up you want to die well but it was fun i guess i don't think i'll be going back he messaged me and was like that was amazing but i was like i don't know it was just too dark it started out real fun and then it got dark yeah, I mean, we say it all the time. Like, do only what you're comfortable with. Absolutely. Let's listen to some voices. I need a regular hookup, though. I'm tired of all these fucking, fucking weirdos. Our number is 213-536-9180. Plasma. We all do it. We all eat the shrimpies from the pan. Because they eat the shrimp out of that pan. Yeah, it's because you did. Because we all do it. Because we all eat the shrimpies from the pan. Hey, you guys. So this is a voicemail, mainly because you all were talking about uh, Dipper seeing the mountaintop. Um, yes. And if you all, if you thought that production was bad, um, you also looked this up. So back in 2015, before America had a racial reckoning and apparently white people found out about racism, Katori Hall, the Pulitzer Prize winning playwright of The Mountaintop, she's a black woman, she shut down a production of The Mountaintop at Kent State University because they had a white actor playing Martin Luther King, 
um, and the director who was trying to take this colorblind casting approach no. to, um, was saying that, you know, Dr. King is not just a prominent African-American. He's an American. It's like, why can't we have Americans play other Americans? Yeah. Wild. Just look it up and you can read more into it. It's crazy. Um, is that racist? Yes. Thoughts? Goodbye. That's that's insane. That's in so what? insane because it's like this is a specific per- like this is a real person in history where the what? color of their skin is like a huge part of the story. Yeah, babe. Like, what on earth would ever, ever like inspire you to go colorblind casting in that direction? Like. Here's a perfect example. I went and saw that um, the Rite of Spring, the Pina Bausch German choreographer, like modern dance contemporary choreographer Pina Bausch. Never heard of her. Okay. So there's this huge. Who are you? Bitch, I went to theater school. You know this. There, there's this um, huge piece called the Rite of Spring, and it's done to the classical music piece, the Rite of Spring, which I think is Strind- Strindberg music. Uh, Stry- Stravinsky. That's who does the Rite of Spring. Stravinsky. Igor Stravinsky. So Pina Bausch famously has this huge um, company doing. This dance, there's like 30 dancers in it, and they lay peat moss in a big square all over the stage. So they're dancing in this on earth, and you can like, it's the theater kind of smells like peat moss, and they kick it up as they're dancing, and it's really sort of like um, uh, very effective. Sounds stinky. We went and saw it here in LA, and it was with the first ever... Um, all black cast. Oh, I do like that. So that change in the casting was effective, interesting, and meant something. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and then like had impact and and felt like it was a commentary or making a statement because like Pina Bausch was a German choreographer. She was just like putting German people in the seventies and they were just like all white women in the dance. Now this other way trying to cast the white band is Martin Luther King Jr. Baby, you gone down fucked up drag. Fucked up history. That's just such an odd choice because some characters, like I understand I understand colorblind casting in a certain direction, like what you were saying, or like where the character's color doesn't even matter. Correct. It could be anything, and it just historically has always been a white person. But like, if a character is specifically written as a person from history who is a certain color, that's weird. Although, isn't that what they did with the, um, what's his name? Manuel? No. You know, annoying. Broadway show that everyone was obsessed with that I still haven't seen. It's about the Lynn Manuel Miranda Hamilton. Yeah. Hamilton. That was all fully black, or like everyone in it was of color except for like two or three characters, right? Yeah, I mean, part of the ethos of the story was the retelling of American history, which has traditionally been whitewashed, to be 
you know, not that. Remember on Looking, the HBO show, the yeah. whole first episode is he's like, I've never touched foreskin before. Oh, my people yeah. are nuts. My people are nuts. All right, are you ready to defend yourself, people? Hey, Socks. I was just listening to the podcast in my car. and I heard Good for you. So you have a car. 90s music went to 2010. And I just had to call in to say that is completely wrong. That would be like saying that a Stephen Sondheim musical and a Stephen Schwartz musical are the same things because their names are both Stephen. Meatball, you are right about Wicked having a weak second act, but you are completely wrong about this. No. The 90s and 2000s are not the same thing. Goodbye. Sounds like a second that wasn't there. Now, (laughs) okay, followed up by something that I think really illustrates this point. Okay, so Meatball, by your logic, Lady Gaga is 90s music, The Fame, which came out in 2008, Just Dance is 90s music. I said 2007, so I'd say 2008 is when music did change, when she released The Fame. I still stand, I stand on what I said. 2000, I said early 2000s to 2007s. I did say 2010 because I think I was rounding up, but initially when we do that party, they say early 2000s to like 2007. Okay. And I do think that in 2008, I mean, that's when I first moved to New York, and that is when music started to change. I mean, I know there was, like, some little things, but, like, mainstream, huge artists breaking the change, 2008. I stand by it. You can all go fucking... Y'all, you know what? Y'all go get a podcast and then fight me on your podcast. Eat my ass. Faggots. I have a question... When did this song, oh God, I bet a YouTube ad's going to play, and I just really don't want it to play. I just want to have seamless Let's get loud. Let's get loud. So annoying. Okay. Get him really close. Ah, super kawaii. When? When do you think this song came? Uh-huh, this much. All the girls don't be like this. Few times been around that. Without Googling, when do you think this song came out? I would say that this is not 90s music. Me neither. But I do know it came out when I was still in high school? Junior high, maybe? Even? Okay, so what year? So I would say that song came out in 2005, 2000, 2004 or 5. That song came out 14 years ago in 2010. So that proves your point. It's not 90s music. That came out in 2010? Can you believe? No way. No, you we were th- listening to it way earlier than that. Well, the music video says published 14 years ago.
Baby, that's from Love Angel Music Baby, which came out in 2005. Oh, I guess that was 2004, 2005. Because it was when she was Asian. So that so, by, so it fights my point. Yes, it and I pre- I was smart enough to Google the right song to say "Eat My Ass, Faggot" because you're wrong. Okay, so what? I'm wrong. Y'all weren't fucking there. <laughs> Y'all, were Y'all weren't there. there. That is so me when it comes to an argument. Did you do like speech and debate or anything like that? Debate club in in high school. No, I just fought everybody. Because, <laughs> like, for me, I would always be like, oh, 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 here's the point. And I would, like, misprove it. But then be, and someone would be like, well, actually, if you had just argued differently with the same evidence, you would have gotten it correct. And I'm like, that's what I meant. That's what I, that's what I meant. Hollabacker was the well, right I'm choice. Saying that, I'm not saying that all music. I'm just saying the major shift no, in the course. industry and when everyone started doing other stuff was around 2008. Everyone was still fucking fading out in the early 2000s. This feel like a '90s track to you? <laughs> you were just getting going. That's All a right. good song. Well, next call. Okay. Hey, Fox. I'm currently driving in South Florida traffic, lightly hungover, and thinking about fat slut today. After I saw the um pictures from uh, the 16th where everyone looked stunning by the way Um, but I was wondering Meatball if you are a Tori Amos fan or if you know the Tori Amos song Fat Slut and if this possibly inspired the name of your party I don't know a lot about Fat Slut Malore but I'd love to know more Um, and if you haven't heard the song by Tori Amos you should listen to it it's really short and very you know dark but love y'all. Um, would love to come out to Fast Slut sometime and support when I can sell some organs and make it to LA. Goodbye. Girl, sell your kidney and come party. I did not, when I first made that party, and like the first two or three, everyone was like, oh, is this like a Kate Bush themed night? And I was like, no, what the fuck are you talking about? And they were like, because she has that song Fat Slut. And then I listened to it and I was like, well, no, it was just a coincidence. So Kate Bush and Tori Amos both have songs called Oh, not Fat Kate Slug. Bush. Sorry, t- Tori Amos. Tori Amos. <laughs> Whatever. They're the same lady to me. Yeah, Tiana Taylor. The white Taylor. lady that's like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Girl, them silver like gays is going to come for you. Good. I hope they do. Talk about they're the same lady. Them silver like girls are going to come for you. Yeah, no, it was just a coincidence. It's a cute song. Okay. I wish I would have known. I would have maybe called it something else, like fat whore, or fat skank. Fat slut is such a fat hooker. Name. Yeah, because it's just fat slut. It's just two syllables. Let's you know. Now, are you ready to yell at somebody? Always. Hi, this is Taco Bell. I'd like to come down and fill out an application. Thank you. I'll be down there momentarily. Hi, Pizza Hut. Are you hiring? Great. Jasmine I'll be down Masters there to fill out an application. Thank you. Hi, Mom Podcast. Are you hiring a sound person? Great. I'll be down there to fill out an application. 
Please fix your sound crew. Thank you. I want you, caller, to go ahead and unsubscribe. Just do it. Delete. Just go unsubscribe. If you're Mom Clus Gold or Diamond, I would like you to unsubscribe from paying us. Yeah, we don't even, want you even to have that. To keep paying. I don't want you to have to go through the horrors of listening to our well-produced show and have to complain, have to pick up the phone. Sometimes the audio is a little bit off, but it's because it's like we we get louder and quieter, and that's part of the audio experience. Yeah. Our, our sound engineers, our post-production department, these are motherfucking pros. These are people who teach other professional people how to work. What you're listening to is the best possible version of the audio based on the way that Meatball and I use our mouths, throats, and diaphragms, okay? So don't come for the team, mama. Yeah, just know that sometimes we're going to scream and sometimes... And sometimes you can go ahead and shut the fuck up. How about that? How about that? Hi. Person in your car, go ahead and shut the fuck up. Hi, is this Bitter Betty? Are you um, <laughs> offering? Oh, no, Bitter Betty is now a person. I was like, yeah. oh, that's a fun rhyme to say. And it's our friend, Bitter Betty. Just enjoy the show. Have fun. Don't, don't overthink it. What are you looking at over there on your computer? Uh, trying to find this person's phone number. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Leave it alone. Um, oh, you're going to text them back? I thought about texting them back, but no, then I said, I'll just play it on the yeah, air that's and be against, mean. That's against what we do here. All right. We're going to take a break, and we'll be back with our last segment. Mm-hmm. Quietly. And we're back. All right. How do you feel about this? Yeah, hello. Um, fuck, I didn't think I'd actually get through. Uh, it's a voice, you know, I'm a big boy. 300 plus, you know, decent dick. He said, I'm a big boy, 300 plus, decent dick. I got that magic trick for big guys where if you sit on it, you get two extra inches. And uh, I was having a threesome with a couple this weekend. And uh, the top in the couple, dick was tiny. And the bottoms was massive. Apparently, he doesn't ever use it. So I'm just wondering if that's gay. Or is it really gay? Goodbye. So I want to play this for a couple of reasons because you said you had a story about pushing the fat back. Yeah. So we'll let's start there because he said I got that magic trick for big boys where if you sit on it, there's two extra inches, which is true. I was well, just I looking at myself. This I was gonna like hearing this. I was just looking at myself in the mirror and I pushed it back and I was like, "All right." I don't have to do that yet. My Maybe dick is you, out. Yeah, mine's in. I know. Uh, yeah, we know. Um, 
Are you talking about the way I look when I wear outfits? I'm just saying every time you post like a lewd photo. You can see dickhead. You see where it rests and it's in. Yes. but And I'm then when you push on it, you, you're like, oh, hello. Every time you post one of those, I get, it gets sent to me like 30 times. And they zoom in on the crotch. Yes. I used to do crotch smoothing, but now I'm like, it's fine. Oh, let him see it. Um, so I went to go hook up with this guy, but all of his pictures, I think he was like laying on his back and he was doing that thing where he was like holding it from the base, but like really jamming it down. Push and squeeze hard. And squeeze and then take the picture. And so when I got there, it what it didn't look like the same dick. And I have, I've hooked up with big guys before, but I've never had to do like the pushing in. And then he kept on being like, deep throat it and i didn't know how to tell him like that is physically impossible with what you're working with and so he kept pushing my face further and further into the fat pad and i didn't like that because you just want to do dick and balls you don't want to hit do face to fat i don't care about the face and fat but i would be okay if i was pushing it back but he was jamming my head down into his fat and it was just like it was so hairy. It didn't also like he wasn't fresh out the shower. He was not laced with baby powder. No, so I was just kind of like, this isn't the experience for me. Is not. did she say the word laced or what did she say? Laced with baby powder. <laughs> and that one is different than the video of the lady who is putting baby powder on her baby and then dumps half the bottle on the baby. Yeah, that's two different experiences. Because I love what that lady is saying to her baby, where she's like, girl, it's just you and me. Like, we're in this life together. And then she's like, oh. <laughs> and she covers her with baby powder. It is so adorable. But baby powder is And never puts the video has... down. Oh, yeah, keeps recording. That's and so she has to grab two hands with, she grabs her child's hand, like, with her pinky and her thumb to li- lift the baby up. It's, like, so funny. They're so light when they're that young. Laced with baby shower, powder. Laced with baby powder. Um, but, yeah, I guess that's my, I mean, don't lie. Like, if I need to see, should I start asking for, like, flaccid photos? No hand boners? Like, what am I supposed to do? I also, again, do not care about what size people are. I will hook up with literally anybody, any Absolutely. shape or size. It does not bother me. It's wild that people have types to me in my mind. You know who I hung out with this weekend? Not uh, This makes it sound like I hooked up with them. I didn't hook up with them, but he helped set up at the the um, uh, the warehouse party, Dana. and then he, he was there. Um Little little Miss Didi, Miss Dora the Explorer from Mickey's. You know the one who always wears the I bob love wig? Him. Or them, I guess. I don't know. But yeah. yeah, they're so cute. That was so fun. I was like, oh, no wig. You're here to work. And I and indeed he did. <laughs> and indeed he did. Nicole just keeps sending that back and forth to each other as a voice note. And indeed it was. And indeed it was. We went out um, dressed up like The Rock the other night. Oh, that I thought that was like a throwback photo. That was recent. That was to go to the Abbey to see Morgan McMichaels be, to be like, is Ma'am she in the show or not? And then also to like see Detox. Oh yeah, is Detox in? Um, the she's show in town. Tonight? She's only doing shows in um, Long Beach. Oh okay, got it. Um, well, 
this person called in and said that he had a threesome and the top stick was small and the bottom stick was huge, but the bottom never uses his dick. I hang out with a big dick bottom. He's a friend of mine. I sometimes do sex with him. His dick knocks against his kneecaps and all he wants is to get fucked by me. And you let him have it. And I'm like, amazing. I love a big dick bottom. I think you sort of, in the same way that like you can't, you sort of don't know what you're cut out to do. There are some people who are like, you know, born six foot eight and have really beautiful aim. Do they want to play basketball? No. No. Could they? Should they? Would they? I hang out with a big dick bottom, but he's like five foot He's very short, very tiny, would not expect it, and then just a hammer. And it's not one of those ones where it's like, oh, because he's so small, it seems bigger. No, baby. This thing's a monster. Never wants to top. 2008. To that boy is a monster. monster. <laughs> that boy is a, has monster. a monster. monster. Yeah, sometimes you just don't know. And that's part of love. All right. And living. Please put on your thinking and freaky cap for our final voicemail. Thinking. Hey, Big Dipper and Meatball. Uh, Up here in the Pacific Northwest giving you a call. So I just recently picked up a BDSM mentor, and I was actually curious if you all have some suggestions on things that I can try out with this. We did some electro Banking, a little bit of sounding, some uh, not chastity, locking yourself up. I guess. <laughs> what the fuck I'm talking about? Um, yeah, I just want some some advice. Uh, no feet stuff. No shit. No blood. No needles. Okay. Goodbye. You heard that? No feet stuff. No feet stuff. So I don't know. I can't. I don't know how to help. I find that role play inside of that BDSM that leads to the power dynamic can be very, um, uh, like, uh, enhancing to an experience. Mm -hmm. Um, I would wreck, you said no foot stuff and no blood stuff. It spanking. Spanking is fun. I think spanking is fun. You already did sounding. You already did e-stim. You already got locked up. Vacuum sealing? Put yourself in the rubber suit and suck it on down. You know what I mean? Come on down to suck on town. You know what I mean? Yeah. Kick the light out the wall. Oh, no. And spanking, (laughs) like, flogging. No blood, but flogging. Maybe try boot licking. Oh, no feet stuff. Yeah, boot licking is... Hot hot topic term there. Get into it. I don't know. I mean, you seem to have gone. I mean, going straight into sounding and Eastem is like, oh, I thought you kind of work up to that. You also literally have a mentor and then called us to try to figure out. And we are not like BDSM people. So right. what would your mentor think about that? Yeah, babe. They would say, say Oh, Shut is up, one of slave. is one of your BDSM kinks star fucking? Is that what you're doing? Can you imagine? I could. 
Oh, you really could. I could. Maybe maybe it's time to wrap up. We got to wrap this up. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Sloppy Seconds. You can follow us on Instagram at SloppyPod. You can send us an email at SloppySecondsPod at gmail.com. Or call in with your own fuck talk story to 213-536-9180. And don't forget to like and subscribe so you don't ever miss an episode which come out every Tuesday and Friday. Good bye. You know, I want to say something before we end the show fully. Which is, um, last night someone came up to me at the clothes check and they were like, how do I get DoxyPep? And I was like, oh, I'm not going to go ahead and, like, I, I told him, I was like, well, you should go to a clinic or go see a doctor or, you know, call your primary care and ask for it. And he was like, none of the LGBT centers are open till Monday and I'm supposed to take it within 24 hours, right? And I'm like... Oh, so you decided to come to a warehouse fuck party and not prepare for the possible consequences of being promiscuous. I'm sorry if I'm, I mean, tell me if I'm wrong. I know that prep can prevent stuff, but doxy prep has to be in your system for a week before it can do anything, right? You are wrong. It is doxy pep. The R is not there because it's post-exposure prophylaxis. And the idea is you don't take it every day. You just take it within um, 24 to 48 hours after exposure, just two pills. Oh. Should I be on that? I'm on prep and I keep, sometimes I forget. Well, yeah, you'll learn. Why is that a threat? No, you'll remember. Like, like that's why I keep my pills on the counter. So I look at them every day and I go, oh, take my pills. Um, I also wanted to just, anyways, I thought it was funny. And he was like, well, I don't know what to do. And I was like, okay, well, also, like, if you really think about it, um, doxy is just doxycycline. It's just an antibiotic. Like, you don't need to go to the gay doctor to find some antibiotics to take it as doxypep. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Because I have right here, I have my Discovy and a set of antibiotics. All right. Well, you're not getting what I'm trying to say. Go to any doctor? Go to a clinic. Any well, clinic. He, he goes, I got bit by a cat <laughs> a while ago and I still have the antibiotics. I was like, if they're doxy, you can just pop two of them tomorrow and be okay. You're not a doctor. I don't want to spread misinformation. I already said to the MDs, call in. Okay, and then last thing, if you're in town this week, come to Vaseline Alley. My friend's throwing a party on February 23rd. I'm promoting it on my Instagram. It's a dance party. The DJs, it's like a leather dance party. There's a back room. It's at a warehouse, a discreet warehouse location in downtown LA. But I'll be there February 23rd, Vaseline Alley. Come on come on down to Fuckville and dance. This one's a party. This is a dance party. But they do, have a back, they do have a back room. That, see, that sounds like fun. All right, goodbye. Goodbye. To get access to our full uncensored video episodes ad-free and one day early, sign up for Mom Plus Gold at Mom Podcasts. Sloppy Seconds is produced by Moguls of Media, a.k.a. Mom. 
Hosted by Big Dipper and Meatball. Engineered by Margot Padilla. Editing and sound design by William Pitts. Executive produced by Willem, Alaska Thunderfuck, Big Dipper, and Joe Cilio. Our artwork was drawn by Christian Cimarroni. And our theme song was written by Mike Malarkey.